where do these days go? They fly by. Work somehow sucks up part of the day, but then other things that I get myself involved in, I don't know, like studying and, I don't know, reading, seem to take up the rest of the day. And I can tell you, one of the realizations I've had is that beer or alcohol is not a reward. Tuesday, March 8th, 2022. I'm Steven Sersky. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening to this here audio blog. And yes, I do this between Monday and Friday. Uh, every uh, every day I try to uh, post a, what was supposed to be a very short audio blah, 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 explaining the goings-on of my creative projects, uh, namely uh, the May You Make Your Movie video challenge that I started last year. Uh, but then the other uh, creative projects that I had pop up throughout the year, uh, including December Drumming, January, and right now I'm making th- my way through something called March Motion, in which I am every day making a new motion project using Apple Motion, which is a computer graphics program for the Mac, and posting it online. This audio blog was meant more as just as a recap of some of those things that I was doing and since then has morphed into a little bit more than that. I hope you guys are enjoying it. I do like the idea of having this uh, daily audio blog more as a audio experience because with this format, and if you go back to my posts in October, and yes, I still owe you one from then, I have also included sound clips from my travels. Now, back then it was done a little bit more roughly. I think going forward, I know how I can change it and make it a little bit more smooth and a little bit more integrated. I also don't know if, uh, as not many people have really said anything about this, is if you play this thing on anchor.fm backslash Steven Sersky, that's the address. If you play this through Anchor or Spotify, do you get to listen to the whole episode? Or do you get to, you only listen to certain segments and the reason I ask is because when I play it it seems to play the whole thing but I just want to know if I'm hearing the same thing since I use my devices as also the posting mechanisms so I'm not sure if there's an exact sort of if there's any difference basically all that being said why am I saying alcohol is not a reward well this actually uh, stemmed from a I've been thinking about this for a while. Uh, my family has talked about this as well. Uh, you know, drinking uh, or sugar or alcohol, basically. And you can argue that alcohol is a type of sugar, whatever. Um, but the idea was would be that often we have a choice of, in terms of calorie restriction or calorie consumption. Which would you choose? If you're going to choose alcohol, then you can't have sweets. If you have sweets, then you can't have alcohol or something along those lines. Well, today this conversation came up uh, again at work with a colleague. And uh, because we were talking about uh, one of the international grocers and whether or not they have delis and fresh foods. And I'm like, well, I haven't, I don't really need a deli, but I do want like these donuts they've been selling. And... If you've been listening for the last couple of weeks, I've been saying that I haven't been drinking very much. That's I need to disclose something in that I haven't been drinking much, but now I'm thinking about how many of those donuts I've had. And I think it's like, there's three little mini donuts in a package. I've had one of those 
probably every second day uh, for the last couple weeks. So in terms of calorie consumption, I don't know. I think I'm on the same level, to tell you the truth. And they're great donuts because they are the kind, they're like the, uh, the denser, they're more like a cake donut rather than this sort of fluffy stuff that uh, uh, a lot of the donut shops here, including Tim's. Tim's uh, doesn't make good donuts here in China. They used to a couple of years ago, then they changed it. And I, t- I spoke about this at that time, the, the chocolate cake Timbits that they had. They got rid of them. And now they're terrible. So I don't go to Tim's anymore. Even though I have like several free coffees that I have to redeem because my points are going to expire. All that is to say, Beer or donuts? Alcohol or sugar? Which one would you choose? In this last year, since I've, uh, I guess, prior to the pandemic, uh, I wasn't focusing too much on nutrition, but I was focused more on mobility and working out. But within the last year, I've been looking more into nutrition because there's, a, there's only so much you can do to your body to burn so many calories. And if you go onto Instagram or any of those uh, YouTube videos and you see these people who are shredded and you go, that's impossible. It's not entirely impossible. There's, there's, two th- there's a couple things that they're doing. Number one, they have channels dedicated to it. <laughs> so it's their job, which is highly influential in what your, your lifestyle choices, right? You know, for example, if you're an ESL teacher, you might learn a bit more about language than your layman, right? But that being the case... Uh, they are expending a lot of energy, burning a lot of fuel. So that's number one. Number two, they're going to be eating in a way that is conducive to having those body, those types of bodies. And I'm referring to uh, basically how your body metabolizes what you put into it. Now, I didn't really, I wasn't aware of this. I, I was aware of the idea that the combination of drinking and eating like greasy food, although it feels good, is probably one of the worst combinations in terms of calorie consumption and fat storage that you can do. The other one I've gotten lectured over in Myanmar of all places, Myanmar, Myanmar, Burma, that place, whatever, smoking and alcohol. This guy, I remember him unannounced, came into the the place I was sitting at and it's like, you will die faster because you're smoking a cigar and drinking alcohol. Like, well, thank you, sir. Thank you. What's your name again? Right. Um, And so with that, the idea is when you drink, apparently your body starts metabolizing that, breaks that down first and then moves on to the other nutrients carbohydrates, or I should, not nutrients, uh, energy sources, carbs, fats, and then proteins in that order. And that takes over the, the, you know, a a full cycle of of time. So if you have a beer, it takes your body about two hours to break that down per, per beer, two hours per beer, per drink, apparently. Only after it is done metabolizing the ethanol in the alcohol, does it start working on the carbohydrates? Until then, it stores the carbs as fat. On your on men, it's on your waist, and on women, it's usually on your, your buttocks. So knowing that, and with this whole restricted eating that I was going into, even if you were to crank down two beers, then have your dinner, which is what I was doing, I'm not going to lie, 
and you stop eating at 7 or 8 o'clock, your body doesn't go in. In theory, this is how I understand it. Correct me if I'm, a wrong, if I'm wrong. You have two beers. Your body stops metabolizing uh, or finish, finishes metabolizing the alcohol at 11 o'clock, 12 a.m., somewhere around there. Then it starts working on the carbohydrates for 12 hours. Then after that, it starts working on the fats for the next 12 to 18 hours. Right. So if you're going to restrict eating, stop at 8 p.m. after two beers, you still have your you have to fast until 1 p.m. the next day to actually get sorry 12 p.m. to get into the fat burning stage and then 1 p.m. to actually experience that fat burning stage at least for a little while in theory so far as I know does that make sense burns alcohol then burns carbs then burns uh, fats and then proteins so <sighs> the question is would you rather have beer or sugar, because uh, sugar, I mean, is basically carbohydrates. You can argue that those donuts have any number of other crap in there. I understand, and I, I mean, I'm looking at this and I go, don't get me wrong. There are people who criticize alcohol consumption in this world, and I see what they eat, and I go, on a food by food basis, on a quality of ingredients that you're consuming, you are the same as a person who drinks. You cannot tell me that you are any better in terms of your, your health or your nutri nu nutrient intake. Now, if you want to argue, which one are you more productive with? Which one are you more, I don't know, level-headed with? And this is where this conversation with uh, a colleague was going today, is that after three donuts, these three mini donuts, they're not very big. Not very big for me. I mean, I was talking to one lady and she's like, that's big enough. I'm like, I, I, yeah, but they're small. That's why they have three of them, right? They were regular size. You'd only get one, maybe, maybe two. The, after three donuts, after two, I didn't eat all three. If you only eat one or have two, you can still work. You can still be level-headed, talk to people. Uh, you're not going off on Twitter about how wrong the world is and how right you are. But after two beers, are you passing out? Are you slowing down? So this is what's kind of got me thinking about how I deal with my evenings, particularly as it pertains to how productive do I want to be at night? I mean, I don't think it's any secret that I'm trying to be very hyper-productive. Learning Chinese, learning Russian, studying for the Delta, doing this these month-long promotion, um, not promotions, challenges. Things like that. Working out. That's a lot. I got it. I know. And it is building up to something. I'm trying to build up for, you know, to prepare myself for the future. You know, future-proofing myself in some regard. By a lot of this. And also taking advantage of the opportunities that I have available to me. Which is, I mean, living in China. I'm not going to, I don't want to leave the country without having a decently solid grasp of the language. Specifically, being able to read it. So if I were to move somewhere else, I could still get some Chinese source materials, read it, and keep up my language abilities. Speaking is a different matter, but reading, if you can read Chinese, then you can take that language anywhere with you. That's where it goes. So yeah, that all came from a couple of donuts. Would you rather have sweets or uh, alcohol? And uh, for the last couple of weeks, it has been more sweets than it has been alcohol. That's not to say I haven't been drinking at all, 
but uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's a good question. It's a tough question to uh, uh, to sort of answer. It really depends on uh, how much you intake of either. I mean, is it one donut or is it three every day? Or is it one beer or is it three every day? Or is it once a week that you have these things, right? So it's, a, it's moderation is key and very important in this uh, in this conversation. But at the same time, I don't know if I would ever be able to eliminate those things from my life. I, it's, it seems so far-fetched for me to do that, to tell you the truth. That being the case, happy International Women's Day to all the ladies out there. Of course, I said to one lady at work, isn't every day Women's Day? And of course, uh, <laughs> I got scolded for that. <laughs> well, this day, uh, this week actually is kind of um, it stands in my mind, and the only place I ever remember uh, International Women's Day being of any sort of uh, recognition of any import was in Ukraine. And I see in my Facebook feed that it's been over a decade since I first stepped foot into Ukraine. So literally, it's been over 10 years since I crossed the border from Poland into Ukraine. Uh, I remember I had tears in my eyes. I was crying, and I don't even know why. I was just, it was just emotional for some reason. And I crossed over at some time at night. I can't remember. Uh, I remember it being very dark. Uh, so my first look of the border was at night, and then I got in uh, to Lviv. Uh, Lviv. I'm, I can't remember what time. It was early in the morning, I think. Oh, I can't remember. I have pictures of it somewhere. Uh, but uh, that's I, I got in on March 7th or March 8th, and I remember people giving flowers out to the women. I'm like, what's going on? Like, why is it? But and I'm thinking in my mind, I'm going, is is this an actual holiday? Because keep in mind, Valentine's Day. Isn't that what Valentine's Day is for? Where you celebrate the love of your life, the your partner. Whereas March 8th is dedicated to women themselves and i wonder if this has more to do with like uh uh soviet times and like it's it seems to be more of a european thing than a, a north american thing i don't remember ever being talked about in canada at all so but going to ukraine being in poland and now i see in russia on the news today they're handing out roses to the women <sighs> yeah so th this day i mean every year this day comes by uh, in China, I guess they're they're making a bit more of a deal about it because uh, you know women are kind of not given the same limelight as a lot of men are in this country. Uh, but I have to say that it's and this is where being a foreign guy in this country can skew my perception of the reality because a lot of the people I deal with are Chinese women and. To make this clear, in a lot of the points of contact that you you have to actually meet and talk with someone to get something done, it's usually with the woman. Now, if you wanted something fixed or moved, chances are it's going to be a guy and they're not going to speak English. So, it's there is that split where you're kind of like, how can this country say that like where is it not fair i guess is my question 
because I'm seeing a lot of these very highly educated women in jobs uh, that they're, I mean, they're educated. They're they're speaking English better than I can speak Chinese. Um, and it seems like they read more books than some of the guys do. Uh, so they have actual conversations as well. Uh, some, of, some of them do, some of them don't. Some of them don't care any more than the guys do, right? But there is that sort of divide. And again, going back to being a foreigner guy in, in China, it's so it might be that I, I'm because of the gender difference, I'm I, I sort of am attracted to one rather than the other. That'd be the women, by the way, just in case you were wondering. So yeah, happy International Women's Day. Uh, hope you guys celebrated, gave your girlfriend why wife? Wives, wife, uh, girlfriend, girlfriends, or your partner's flowers, or at least a couple of roses through WeChat. Uh, what's the number you're supposed to give uh, on today? Can you give U-U-Ba-R-Ling-R-R? I know on uh, May 20, U-R-Ling, 520, May 20th is U-R-Ling. Sounds like U-R-Ni. So it sounds like I love you in Chinese. And so you're supposed to... Uh, Send your uh, partner money, <laughs> usually 520 or something like that. Uh, it, speaking of the Russian news, though, because uh, I have my um, program, uh, my computer set up to uh, play uh, a channel, a Russian news channel every day at 645 or 545, whatever it is. And I can actually switch between the Russian news channel and the Ukrainian news broadcasts. And, uh, and they do have Ukrainian news broadcasts in Russian because Ukraine does speak both languages whereas Russian doesn't. Ukraine speaks uh, Russian, Ukrainian and English whereas Russian uh, Russia only speaks primarily Russian. That's it. Big difference here. The Russian TV channels are showing commercials. Uh, it was a for lotto tickets, uh, different consumer products. Uh, today they also had a news item on giving like, International Women's Day, showing uh, giving flowers to women. The Ukrainian broadcasters, however, all of them, in be- when they were cutting, when they were going between segments, all of them would say, Slava Ukraini, Heroyam Slava, which is glory to Ukraine and glorify them. So it's very different how they are portraying what's going on just in day-to-day life. Whereas, like, Ukraine is almost in shambles in Russia. I'm not going to lie. Russia doesn't look very happy either. <laughs> uh, a little gray. I know it's still winter in many part, all the parts of the country. But uh, the, in terms of how the broadcasters are, their demeanor on screen is is very different, obviously. And uh, this might be why, you know, uh, Russia has been blocking Ukrainian transmissions of their uh, their news channels. That being the case, don't hate on me for this. I also figured it was a way to support the economy in Ukraine by signing up for more Russian classes. I had an idea. Instead of trying to stretch out the language studies for so long, like once a week, what if... I just hit the language hard for a week, went with my teachers, you know, studied two, four, six hours, something like that. 
you know, one a day, two hours a day, 45, I think it's 45 minutes a day, I think, because that's, that's about as much as you can deal, deal with before you, your brain turns off, and then spend the rest of the time working on it on my own. The idea being that it's sort of like a language sprint, where, or like writers will do this, uh, a lot of creative types, anybody who's very productive, you know, you get into the zone, you just want to go. So next week, I'm going to make it my Russian language study week. And then that way, I will, I'll get this formal instruction, get it put back on the right path, maybe practice my conjugations a little bit more. And then after that, go back to studying on my own just a little bit more. I, I can't help but think that Russian is still a lot easier. And I'll tell you one reason why the cognates. And this is all becoming a little bit more clear as I'm reading about this Delta diploma that I'm, I'm thinking of doing because I'm reading about how like language acquisition actually happens, like how someone learns the language, uh, first language acquisition, second language acquisition, the na- natural order or order of acquisitions, like, so how you how a person naturally learns a language. How do they intake that into their brain, process it, and can produce with the language, basically. I'm looking at this and going... First of all, I, I grew up with the Cyrillic alphabet with those sounds, but now, like Russian, uses a lot of uh, Western words. Like it, it just uh, Cyrillicizes them. Whereas Chinese, one of the reasons I'm struggling with it so much, and I haven't looked at my textbooks at all very much lately, is because the that line, Chinese characters are so much different, even. If they've transliterated something, the name that keeps on popping up is Lumiere, the, the film guy, Lumiere. The characters used for him, for that name, I mean, have no deep, long-time living history memory in my brain. Whereas in, in Russian, Lumiere, or in Ukrainian, or in French even, th- those sounds aren't former aren't foreign to me even the russian the ukrainian sounds are not foreign that's why when, I, when people are saying oh russian's so difficult like, oh, it's so easy i think that's probably what i'm referring to is that it's easier for me to pick out the cognates that is the words that are shared between the two languages between russian and other languages easier than in chinese now chinese is getting easier but i haven't been studying very much it's March, and it's coming up to my one-year anniversary of writing the HSK-4, and I want to get through HSK-5. It's getting a little tight, I tell you. <laughs> Especially since I've signed up for Russian classes instead of Chinese classes. Ah, uh, yes, I know, it's funny. Uh, in other news, I did finally uh, update a bunch of the uh, March motion videos. You can check that out on my website, on YouTube, on Instagram, and on the Twitter. You can take a look there. Follow me there uh, uh, at the Steven Sirsky. I've been posting it there as well. I uh, hope you guys are enjoying those little clips. It's been interesting. One of the the recent clips I did was actually animating a car, like a little, you know, it's a flat logo. And I took a car or I made a car in the program in Apple Motion and I animated it. But it looks like it's bouncing up and down on the road. It's kind of neat, kind of cool. So uh, it was kind of neat. I've never done that before in Apple Motion. Uh, but I can say it's slowly coming together quicker than Chinese, I think. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it's it's good. I, I'm happy that I'm 
able to do it. I haven't really started mine today. I was looking at some projects and then I got uh, working on some other things instead. But tomorrow I don't work, so I'll be able to spend some time uh, probably doing two or three projects if I can. At least setting up the third one, doing today's, doing tomorrow's, and then setting up Thursday's. And also tomorrow I want to get through uh, the rest of episode number 29 of my podcast. Uh, because hopefully if we can find the time next week, we may be able to record yet another episode and I'm trying to do as many as I can because I'm told April might be busy (laughs) so I want to get as much done this month as I can uh, before April kicks in which also I said I was going to be trying to do the April uh, April after effects challenge so uh, that will be in another month but uh, first let's get through this month with uh, this month's challenges Russian language and all the other little fun things that are going on Not that work is very busy. I'm going to leave it there, folks. Thanks for listening. I know, another longer episode again. Uh, I'd apologize, but I'm not sorry. Hope you guys are enjoying it. Hope you're getting something from it. And uh, by all means, tweet at me, uh, the Steven Sersky. Let me know what you think. And uh, let me know how you guys are getting on in your own language studies and your month-long challenges if you decide to do them. Because I do encourage you to do this. I think it's a great idea. 30 days, just focus. I'm going to leave it there, folks. Thanks for listening. Show notes and tracks up on my website, stevensersky.com. Slava Ukraini. Herojem Slava. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.